What's up, Duke fans? Welcome to the Devil's Den podcast. I'm your host, Josh Smith, joined by my co-host, Shu and Raul. Um, thought we'd start out the season with a nice little exhibition reaction. Uh, so last night, we're recording this on a Thursday. So last night, Duke opened the season up, welcomed Fayetteville State into Cameron. Um, probably a lot of people aren't super familiar with Fayetteville State. To be honest, I had to do a little research on them, too. Uh, this is something that kind of started back with K, though. We really like to bring in like a high caliber D2 or a conference champion at the beginning of the season. Um, so Fayetteville State, they won the CIAA last year, expected to repeat again. I think they have three players named to their preseason all-conference team. So we'll get into it, talk a little bit about the game. Obviously, just not to bury it too much. We did end up winning 82-45 if you didn't watch that. Uh story is kind of the first half was really the, the big thing. We're up 50-22 at halftime, and then the, the second half was really just kind of milking away some some clock there. But I, I think we should start, and I, I wanted to start, of talking about the defense first and foremost. I think that's what stood out the most to me. Uh, we've talked a lot over the offseason and during the summer about like what we wanted to see in terms of like ball screen defense. That was kind of a big uh, criticism that a lot of people had under K. Um, even Kay talked about that a little bit himself, especially in regards to the Olympics. So I'll toss it around a little bit. Um, what what stood out to you all, Raul, I'll go to you first in terms of uh, not so much the differences, but just in how we were attacking the ball screens. Obviously, some guys were sagging, some guys were going over. Um, what did you like about that? How do you think that's going to play for us? Yeah, it really seemed to depend on personnel. Um, Proctor, in particular, fought over every screen. Um other guys, I noticed Roach was kind of funneling the person kind of into the middle, into the big there, um, particularly to Young, um, who did a good job kind of, you know, not coming out too far, but then getting back to the rim. Uh, Filipowski had some great rotations too um, to protect the rim. So, yeah, that was kind of mostly what I noticed was there was a little bit of variety and the scheme wasn't maybe quite as aggressive or egregiously aggressive as it's been in previous years. What I was the like, you you really hit on the big takeaway for me is when you talked about uh, Filipowski and Young, because uh, I think a lot of times we thought like, you know, we just don't have the athletes to get out there and do that like hard hedging. We saw last night that you don't have to be the greatest athlete in the world to defend the pick and roll. You just have to have a good scheme to do it. Um, and I thought Young in particular, and mm, Kyle yeah. as well, but Young in particular of the way he was like still denying middle, but staying back. Um, sometimes he had to come out to contest the three every now and then. Um, Filipowski got switched out on the guards a few times. He did fine for the most part out there. Obviously, when we get into conference or Kansas and some of these other teams, that's not going to be ideal. Um I, I thought I saw Mitchell also sometimes was going over the top and it seemed like it was very intentional of not just who our guys were going over, but the players. Um, I think the, right. the crutch field and the worthy, I think was the other guy. We weren't really letting them get any looks. I mean, that guy was, I think three for 15 at one point uh, worthy, their best player before the end of the game, he kind of got his points up, but um, really just forced them into good looks. And we, we weren't really giving up open threes like off the high dribble. And we also weren't giving up a lot at the rim. And to me, that's, that's kind of what you want. I mean, that's the goal of this. 
Um, you know, when also, a good, go I was going to say when a guard did turn the corner, we did a good job of kind of collapsing into the lane too. Yeah, a lot of steals. Um, particularly yeah. Blake's Roach had his hand in few. Mitchell was everywhere. Mitchell was everywhere. Yeah. yeah, Mark was all over the place on that. Obviously, better teams, better players. You're not going to be able to get those opportunities all the time, but it's still a good way of just slowing down a little bit, right? Just just hug him just enough. Um, and I guess that's kind of my next point. And shoot, I'll, I'll toss this one to you. Did you see anything different in terms of K has always been huge on denying the wings, um, particularly the passing wings and really kind of forcing that out? We were doing a little bit of that here. I don't know if you noticed that or not, but uh, Mitchell was kind of like that prototype, right? Like that's kind of the old school of K. Did you see anything that stood out in terms of do you think that's going to be a priority for us? Are we going to look to kind of get steals or do you think we'll kind of be a little more conservative? Well, obviously, we you know we haven't seen what the team looks like with Whitehead and Lively, and I think um, adding somebody like Lively to this mix, somebody that can kind of erase a lot of those mistakes, it, or it affords you the opportunity to to overplay in a lot of that uh, those cases. And I know Dariq's great at that, um, as as obviously we've seen Mitchell uh, what he was able to do in this game. So I think that will be now. Obviously, there's going to be a step up in competition, like you've noted, like you noted. So. Um, but I do think, as John said, defense is going to be the calling card. And if you're just going to play conservative defense, is that your calling card, right? Like, I think if it's going to be your calling card, let's get up in somebody 40 minutes of hell kind of stuff, like get up in them. Um, maybe not to the extent of the K years, but at least, uh, more deliberate in, in who we're doing it with, you know, Derek Mitchell, guys like that. Right. Schematically, right. Being sure. able to throw different looks, being able to do different things, um, not just getting stops. Right. That's everyone's calling card is, is try to get stops. I mean, of course. But yeah, like you're saying of how, how what, what's the intentionality going to be? Um, I thought Roach and Proctor looked really good, especially Proctor. And I'm, I'll talk about him a little bit later, but um I don't think he was exactly known so much for for being kind of an on-ball defender, but things that I saw look great. And I think the biggest thing that stood out is how many young guys we have and how many new guys we have playing together because the team defense looked great. Like, you can have great individual defenders. Mark Mitchell was clearly a great individual defender, but it doesn't matter if you can't play good team defense. And I thought that was really impressive, whether that's just whoever did the scout for Fayetteville State or just the motivation speech going into it or practice leading up to it. But um, collectively, it's really impressive to play that well of defense when you're playing 9-10 guys and you're subbing everybody out. Um, They they did say on the broadcast that uh, Jay Lucas was kind of in charge of the defense. I don't know if that means he did the scout, but I wonder how much of that is coming from his experience in Kentucky. Because while I think Coach K has proven that he's a better coach than Cal, you know, over the last several years, one thing that Cal could do really well was uh, make freshmen play good defense. And so I don't know how much he got from that or how much is just knowledge from his, you know, family lineage of basketball, but that could be a huge asset if he's a really good defensive coach. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and, and, I, and, and going back to Proctor, sorry to cut in, but going back bad. to Proctor, you're talking about, um, I don't know if you guys noticed, but he, he locked Worthy up one time and, you know, clapped his hands. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. so they're taking, like, they want, they want to do that, yeah. right? Take, taking pride in doing it. We didn't see anybody slap the floor, but I saw him do that, which is a freshman just got on campus. And I don't know what year Worthy is, but I'm assuming he's a, you know, an older guy. Um, mm-hmm. 
So to do that and kind of take that pride in, and I, I'm looking forward to like we've talked about this team kind of oozing that potential on that side, especially when you add Lively and Whitehead back to the mix. Yeah, yeah. I think the last kind of point I have on it is just, um, you know, obviously it's Fayetteville State. No, just no disrespect to them, but even in years before, we've seen D two, we've seen mid majors come in, and even when we win those games, even when we win them big, we've seen ourselves get exploited by high ball screen, and we've seen ourselves get torched by backdoor cuts. Yeah. I counted one backdoor cut that we actually got kind of hurt on. Um, they attempted a few more, but we rotated well. Or I oh think yeah, we Flip shut them down or two. Yeah, we really. So that overplay on the wing. I think Proctor slapped there. one out of bounds by yep. rotating really quickly. Yep. Um, so, you know, those are two things I think that just stand out schematically of the change in the pick and roll, particularly the high ball screen, and then the change a little bit and that how we're going to deny the wings and how we're going to kind of sag a little bit. But uh, I don't know if y'all have anything else to talk about regarding defense. But No, I mean, I, I kind of going back to what you guys were talking about with the pick and roll, especially with the bigs when – you know, I noticed that we didn't come out too far. And if they did, you know, the way that you get, it's about the angles, right? You don't let them make a, a pass into that guy that's getting in the lane now for an easy uh, two. If if you take the angle away, you don't have to be all the way back there. You just got to be, you know, cutting off the passing lane, essentially. So Right. And not switching did. everything, right? That was kind of the, like, um, the real hip thing to do kind of starting a couple of years ago of, like, well, if you can't defend it, you just switch everything. Well, that gets you in a lot of, mat- like, mismatches, you know, especially if you're playing young and Filipowski together. Right. You just allow the guard to dictate who he's going to attack. And we really, we switched a little bit, but we were either kind of sagging or going over depending on who was initiating that. So, you know, just some things to kind of, maybe consider as we, as we look for, for what Shire is going to do and how he's going to kind of run this thing, or maybe what Jay's doing, if he's going to be the, the defensive guy. Um, yeah. Coming back to Filipowski, when he did get on a switch on a guard there, now granted it should be taken with a grain of salt because it's Fayetteville state. And I don't think they really had the foot speed to get by our guys, but I thought he did a great job of making himself really big, taking full advantage of his seven foot height. He was kind of spreading out his wingspan there. And then when a guy did kind of try to, you know, go by him, he did a good job of kind of hugging him with his hips. So I like the fundamentals there. Yep. And I, he also closed out a couple times on the three-point shooter and did didn't foul him. That's that was yeah. a, that was improvement. <laughs> Just <laughs> within a week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I guess we should talk about the offense now. Um, I guess the the biggest takeaway for me was the shooting. I don't know if that's gonna hold up, but that's kind of been my biggest question mark about this team um 57 percent from the field but that'll happen against an overmatched opponent but also 42 percent from three and perfect from the free throw line and actually you know we covered ctc however long ago that, that was what 12 14 days um and i think we shot really well from the free throw line there too yeah so it seems like that might be a strength of this team um and then grandison of course was the leading scorer and, you know, he's a big three-point shooter. Uh, he had 17 points. Um, so, yeah, it, it remains to be seen whether that's going to hold up. But we are inserting Whitehead later, who, you know, I think might end up being our best kind of high-volume three-point shooter. And I think I think Proctor, too, is a guy that came in with, like, that like a lot of, a lot mm-hmm. of question marks in terms of, like, what's the three-point shot going to look like. We've only seen him take a few, but, like, some like one or two at CTC and then the one last night. 
Um, but both of them look good and he mm-hmm. takes it with confidence too. So like, obviously he had to take that one last night, Roach put you in a position where it's like, okay, you're just going to have to be the guy to shoot this. Well, I don't know if you know, I think that was a, a design deliberate play the way we did. Cause it's a late, you yeah. know, it's before the half draw my guy and I'm going to slide over. So, just, so yeah, it starts out Proctor initiates. It gives it to Roach gives it, you know, and then, so Roach's guy thinks that Roach is going to take a, basically a solo a ISO play. Proctor's man comes in on him. He kicks it over to Proctor. Well, Grandison come over and set a screen on Proctor's guy to get him free for that too mm. in the middle. So, uh, and, and then he cashed it. So yeah, to be able to do all that, that quickly late in the shot clock was pretty impressive. Yeah. One thing I did want to bring up about that play too, that was from pretty much the top of the key, right? Mm-hmm. And that was where he hit his one in CTC as well. So that's worth keeping an eye on. Maybe that's just his spot. Okay, so Grandison yep. in the corner, Proctor at the top mm-hmm. of the key. Yep. Yep. And, uh, Don't you know, move. <laughs> yeah, he didn't like the question at media day, but I mean, dude was doing some work mm-hmm. over yep. there in the corners. You know? <laughs> yeah. the, I think the two or three that he missed were all high wings. So it's kind of like, well, you know, stay stay low, brother. Stay low. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one other offensive thing I want to talk about was the passing. 21 assists on 30 made field goals. Um you know, and then I thought kind of just the the cutting and the spacing and all the off-ball movement was great, too. Uh, Grandison jumped out to me there. I know he did to you, too, Josh. Um, yeah. There's one play in particular where he went through like three screens before getting an open three. I can't remember if he made that three. I think that might have been the the one on the wing that he actually missed, but it was just beautiful. Yep. Yeah, and um, he's just constantly constantly moving he's setting screens relocating looking to get a shot and if he he sees that that's not the case so he's setting another screen and moving to another spot so i like that he's you know always moving and always being productive like trying to get somebody else open too and not just looking for himself to get open yeah him and mark didn't stop last night like i'd like to see like what the trackers are on those guys because they were just super active the entire night um that's the sort of energy that is really contagious too, you know, and like, hopefully like it it rubs off a little bit because I think Proctor and Roach aren't going to do quite as much of that off ball. Now they, they looked fine off ball. Like I was pretty impressed with Proctor off ball. I was a little kind Mm -hmm. of concerned about that. He looked good moving around off ball. Um, But even then, you know, he's going to get some of that, like, okay, I'm going to give it to Jeremy and I'm just going to kind of hang out right here. Mm -hmm. Um, you're not going to get that from Grandison and Mitchell. They're not going to stop. They're going to keep just cutting, spacing, relocating. Um, and I guess the only thing, other thing that I had about the offense was you hit on it was the free throws. But for Mitchell, like dude's money at the line and the shot doesn't look great, like in terms of form or whatever, you know, it's got like, it's kind of like out in front a little bit yeah, there. Yeah. Um, the three point form doesn't look that great, but the free throws look good. And that's usually one of the, well, you talk about this all the time. That's usually like a great indicator of right. how you shoot at the stripe is how you project to be able to shoot from three. Hence why you've kind of always been down on RJ Barrett a little bit, but that's maybe he can be a three point shooter for us. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, he could just be one of those guys who's going to shoot a broken shot that goes in. I mean, Reggie Miller had odd form. One of the greatest shooters ever. Um, Chicken wing. Sh- yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm not saying he's going to shoot like uh, Reggie Miller, but, um, you know, maybe like Sean Marion or something is a good example of a guy who had bizarre shooting form, but he made it work for him. Yeah. Um, Michael K. Gilchrist made it in the what, second, third pick. It wasn't for his defense. Man, his, his might his be the worst I've ever it's, seen. It's the bro. grossest thing I've ever seen, for <laughs> yeah. sure. 
Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, the only other thing I kind of wanted to mention was uh, the post-ups. Um, I feel like there were more of them last night than we're going to get later in the season. And that was a virtue of who was playing. Because um, when you have Ryan Young out there, you kind of want to post him up. I mean, he did score a little bit on some uh, beautiful 37 watch. head fakes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, that, that one was a post-up, <laughs> I think. Uh, but... You know, he scored a little bit on some kind of a high-low action and some drop-off passes in transition and, and some uh, putbacks and things like that. But several post-ups for him, a couple post-ups for Mitchell too. Um, but I like him. I like post-ups for both of those guys. I think Mitchell has great touch around the rim. You kind of saw it on that one push shot he made, where mm. it kind of just bounced in. Um, I thought, you know. I thought he was going to miss it just based on the trajectory of the shot, but it was shot soft enough that it could just kind of dropped in. Um, and then Young is just, you know, he's got great footwork and touch. So I don't mind post-ups in those scenarios. I just don't want to see, you know, lively or flip posting up. Uh, so and far, I think flip, John it seems says, like a wasted possession. Yeah. Well, John even said at media day, like, we're right. we're just not going to be a, a dump it into the post type team, right. you know. Um, Flip had, I know, at least two lefty uh, turnaround that he short-armed, you know, and, and didn't make them, which I I think he can. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's just, you know, first-game jitters or whatever, but uh, I agree. I, I don't think that that's necessary. And like you said, it might just be the first game, the opponent, you know, for playing Florida State, and they've got seven-footer, seven-footer, seven-footer also – that's probably not the case, right? Yeah. I mean, ideally, I think for me, I don't mind running some flip post-ups, but not for him to score, right? Like if we're running flip post-ups, I'm hoping it's an action where he can pass because that's where we could really utilize him as a passer from the post. Um, We saw a little bit of his passing game and he made it, his three looked really good too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I think that's sort of kind of where he could have the value is, um, you know, as a kind of, as a big man, secondary kind of tertiary kind of creator there. Um, and a spacer. So, yeah, I'd love to see him used kind of the way Plumley, Mason Plumley, is used in the NBA. Uh, you know, kind of poor man's Jokic almost, where yeah. you're kind of in it at the top of the key there, or kind of like by the free throw line, and you're kind of passing to cutters or you know doing handoffs, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, I think the the key for him is obviously going to probably be like the defense. How mm-hmm. does that hang? You know, and looked it, good last night. I thought it looked fine last night. Yeah, so I mean, you know, maybe when Wiley comes back, he gets more of like kind of defending the five, the traditional mm-hmm. five in those lineups. Um, and you know, we kind of move Wiley around a little bit, but I don't know. I guess we'll see. Uh, see what else happens, but. Anything else from you all in terms of like what the offense? I know we had seven guys score seven points or more. I don't know if we've t- hit on that yet. So we were moving it around clearly. Um, but in these type of games, that's usually the way the way it goes. I think uh, I think most of the guys that played significant minutes either scored or I think you know shoot missed both of his. But um, yeah, for and, the most part, everybody contributed. And, and um, we hit on it earlier, like some of the um, like give and go, like the Proctor. Uh, those flip to Proctor, give and go, you know, give mm-hmm. it a flip, give it cut, give it right back, lay up. I think um, Shoot and Blakes did it one time too. They were kind of passing back and forth on the perimeter and Blakes took off, Shoot gave it back to him. Um, so I did like seeing that, you know, it's kind of a, a, a little bit of a turn from what we've seen over the last couple of years with 
you get guys like Zion and RJ, there's going to be some ice of a run. Um, and, and last night it seemed like the ball, you know, moved around. Obviously, 21 assists on 30 shots. Like to see that. Even late in the shot clock, too. Like you mentioned yeah. that one play, uh, you know, where Proctor hit the three. And then you mentioned the give and go, too. That was also mm-hmm. late in the shot clock. Yep. So I wonder how much of that was ad-libbed and how much of that um, was like they have sets that they know they can run when there's like four or five seconds left. Cause I really like that idea. If that's the case, like yeah. instead of, you know, what we typically saw over the last several years where, um, you know, Kay would kind of lean back on the isolation ability of our upper tier NBA talent. And so you'd end up with Paolo kind of dribbling back and forth and then, taking one step inside the line and hoisting a shot that maybe went in because he's talented, but it wasn't a high percentage look. Right. And, yeah. and one other last thing, I guess, I don't know how many bad shots you guys really noticed out of us last night, but only a you know handful for me, a couple here and there wasn't anything that was too egregious. Yeah. I mean, the, the only one that I've really just that I really cringed on was the Filipowski where mm-hmm. he kind of was like trying to size his man up, takes yeah. two dribbles in and pulls up from 18. Like he's Tim Duncan or something like yeah. that's not and the shot, bro. Completely overshot the rim. Yeah. yeah Hit the, that's not yeah, the shot. Other side, yeah. That's not the shot. Um, so any general takeaways from this game? What'd you guys think about like the pace that we played at uh, Josh? Yeah. I mean, we played fast. Um, what I was really impressed at was it's, and this is what's great about playing two point guards. Um, both of them, Roach had one, I think, up to Blake's, and Proctor had one to maybe Grandison or Roach. Um, th- those long three quarter court passes, yeah. right? Where they just catch it and you move the ball. Um, we were attacking either like off the dribble, like Mitchell was getting some steals and going coast to coast. Proctor was getting some, but I really like it when we're looking to leak and, and pass. Mm-hmm. Um, and another thing that I thought we did well, not it's not really pace related, but it kind of is because you have to play fast to really get out in transition. We actually looked like we knew what to do in transition a little bit. That's been a big kind of hurt for me a lot of times. Is we have multiple guys either fill the lane or everybody fans out or like nobody knows where they're going to go. So we just end up not scoring on like a three on one sometimes, which is infuriating. Um, but for the most part, it seemed like guys kind of knew you know, where to fill the hole, where to fill the gaps, or who's going to attack. So, uh, yeah, I mean, we played fast. Again, it's Fayetteville State, and when you when you get stops and get for some turnovers, you can play fast, but it looked intentional. What did you guys think about, all, like, the just the effort level last night that we played at? I mean, I saw Mitchell on the floor. I saw Reeves on the floor. Um, Blake's was on the floor. Blake's was on the floor. Yeah, I mean – um yeah and you could just see it in their faces too like at one point we're up like 35 and blake's is like pissed because we missed a rotation and he's like getting pumped up and then raul or whoever mentioned earlier about proctor kind of clapping as he's getting into the defense um Mm. mitchell i think just just that's just who he is he's just going to be that kind of guy so i mean we were we were ready to go i mean we were intense and so you know, john said at ctc he was like look you know we're gonna we're gonna have some up and downs but we're gonna fight and so if we can have that mentality, um, you know, I felt it's funny because I was watching that and I was like, somewhere Kay is watching this just happy as hell. Mm-hmm. Right. Like that's what he likes to see. That's what he preaches. And so, I mean, it's uh, it'd be interesting to obviously we're not going to get to talk to him, but I wonder what he thinks watching that. You know, that's protege stuff there. Yeah. I mean, I wonder how much it helps that there's 
not, you know, elite guys who are head and shoulders above everyone else, you know, and thought of as a top three pick or anything like that. Um, Because I feel like that's kind of where some of the lack of effort can come in when there's this huge dichotomy. So just everybody kind of being on that same level, I wonder if that kind of has any impact there. Yeah, I mean, I think I think we've seen that in the last several years for sure, right? Where like mm-hmm. you kind of see some preferential treatment, you see a lot of guys standing around, um, mm-hmm. and maybe that's where you know, obviously you hate to lose guys, but maybe that's where you know Whitehead and Lively, you miss your top two players. Everyone else gets a chance to kind of form some kind of identity, some sort of chemistry, and then hopefully those guys can just slide back in. Lively seems like a plug and play guy. Um, for, for Dariq, you know, it's going to be a little bit of an adjustment because he's missed so much time, but mm-hmm. you know, maybe that's, uh, I think even Steve was talking about that over the summer of just kind of the sum being gritted in the, you know, whatever that it, just everyone collectively being able to get it done more so than we've seen just kind of the surefire, um, you know, top five pick that's able to just take over a game. I don't really know if we have a guy that that's really going to do that. Yeah. I mean, I guess it, depends on how Whitehead readjusts because I think he's our best shot at that. But again, like you said, what it's going to be like two months that he's been out at this point by the time he comes back. Yeah. And Josh and I were talking about it all fair before you came on, but it was kind of similar. We thought like to the Tatum, like Tatum missed those first couple months and Mm, yeah, you know how that affected. And and like Josh said, we didn't know Kennard was going to have the year that he had, but how it affected Grayson and granted you don't have a senior on this team uh, or or a junior quite like Grayson's level was, but right. um it'll be interesting to see. Hopefully he just slides right in and, and we keep it moving and, and it really just improves our defense a, a whole heck of a lot. And defense, you know, better defense makes our offense a little bit easier. Yeah. So yeah, and I mean, from what I've watched of Whitehead in in high school, he has the kind of highest shooting ceiling. You know, I'm not saying that he's necessarily going to shoot 43% or anything like that, but he's the guy besides shoot who we can talk about later. And I don't think we'll play much, but besides shoot, I think Whitehead's the guy who has the most capability of changing a game by hitting a bunch of threes. Yeah. He's the, he's the only guy probably on the roster that I could be like, that guy might could give you 30, mm-hmm. right? Like he might could put up 30. Um, but he's also a willing passer too. So right. I think that's where I think not to compare him to Tatum, but if we're just talking about like Tatum coming back right. that season, I think Whitehead's a much better passer than Tatum was then. Tatum now is phenomenal, right. right? Like he's able to just basically run point guard. But at that point in time, what we were trying to do with Tatum, we were trying to make him just the alpha score, kind of feed into the Kobe mentality a little bit. I think Whitehead's a little bit more natural, um, just kind of creator, you know, initiator, and not just so much kind of looking for his own. And like and like Shu mentioned, there's nobody on this team who should be like Grayson in terms of usage. That yeah. was part of one of the issues there was we're introducing a guy who's high usage onto a team that already has multiple high usage guys. Yeah. So if we're expecting this team for everybody in usage to be kind of in that 20 to 25% you know, some will be a little bit lower. Like I could see Grandison being down at like 17% because he's just basically going to be catch and shoot probably. But if we're not, if, if nobody's going to be like 30% usage, then it's going to be much easier to integrate a guy like Whitehead who might be kind of a, one of the higher usage guys. 
Yeah, sure. A lively yeah. is going to be very low usage, I would think. Yeah, I would think so too. Yeah. Um, but well, before we get out of here, let's. I figured we could do like a little bit of like just player spotlighting. Um, you know, there's a lot of different takeaways from this, and so obviously for me, I'm just going to probably just stick with it, and this is just going to be my guy that I'm going to ride with this year. But um, you know, for me, it's Proctor again, just because I talked about it in the CTC reaction of just oozes potential um just that probing ability at in the in the pick and roll and the ball screen um being able to use that hesitation dribble to kind of manipulate guys to bait or just such a high iq there um and i you know i don't know it, it could just be him but that seems to be kind of a very um international kind of eurocentric kind of philosophy that a lot of guys you see that come over seem to possess that more so than we see maybe here um, but for me, you know, I think he was a guy that just really stood out in terms of what he could do if we could empower him to be a little bit more aggressive. I'd like to see him with the ball a little bit more. Um, that little dump off that he had to Young where he was kind of stuck. 98% of any All other guards or freshmen are just going to either either just walk into someone, give the ball up, or just throw something up off the rim. Um, mm-hmm. But for him to just be able to, you know, and credit for to Young to you have to wear it to grab it and put it up. But uh, and then I think you mentioned the flip give and go. That's my play of the game. I, that yeah. was just so good in terms of because both of them have to be on it. Yep. But as soon as he passed it, he cut, which to me goes back to maybe what Raul was saying of that seems to schematically, you know, it's rare that you see two guys that haven't played together that much just be that locked in. That seems to maybe have been something they practice. Um, but either way, you know, I think him taking a little bit more of the, uh, the initiator, the creator role, um, I, I think that's where I'm going to be our ceiling is. I mean, he had seven, three, and three, but he had no turnovers. And so I'd like to see him a little bit more aggressive, uh, especially, you know, coming off those ball screens a little bit, looking to attack a little bit more. Uh, but for me, I don't know if I'm not so I'm saying player of the game, but I just, you know, I'll spotlight Proctor on this one. And um, I don't know who you all got, but Raul, I'll toss it to you next. Yeah, I, I was going to talk about Mark Mitchell. To me, you know, he's been a guy that I've been on since I watched him in high school for like three or four games. And I thought he was being a little bit slept on and underrated. Um, everything that I had seen in high school, I saw last night. Um, relentless worker, just great motor, uh, surprisingly great touch around the basket. You know, he looks a little bit awkward when he moves, um, you know, and the shot looks a little bit awkward too, like we mentioned earlier. Um, but around the rim, he has just that nice soft touch. Um, yeah. And just the, the hustle, um, diving on the floor for loose balls. He beat everyone up and down the court, like multiple times. There's one play I can remember where he took a three and, you know, this is not great because he missed badly, but it was a long rebound and he was the first person back on defense, got the stop. And then we ended up with the ball going back the other way, and then he scores. So he beat uh, our entire team down the court despite being the one shooting, and then he beat everybody back down the court. Yeah. 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 Dude does not stop. I mean, that mo- – like, and like he didn't even look winded at any point mm-hmm. either. Like, he just – incredible shape. Um, yeah, I'm glad you talked about a little bit of the, the offensive rebounding a little bit too. He's – kept going we did that in general um we didn't rebound super great but i mean filipowski young um mitchell were all kind of crashing the glass pretty well um on the offensive side at least 
Oh, one thing I did forget to mention was his ability to dig in on drives. Yeah. Um, I, I mentioned it a little bit, I think, at the top of the pod there when I was talking about us collapsing in the lane. Um, but he's got those really long arms and he's got great hands and he was able to get two steals that he was credited with. Um, but he got a couple other deflections in the lane there. Maybe we didn't come up with the ball. I can't remember, but that could be a real defensive weapon because it wasn't his man on any of those. It was him still paying attention to his man, but being able to reach over and deflect the ball from the ball handler. Yeah. And hopefully at some point we're not having to run kind of the three bigger lineups. And Mm -hmm. so I hope we really kind of, because that's my concern is that he likes to drive and he's good at it. But when we're playing other teams and they put an athlete on him or they put a wing or a guard that can kind of shut that down, I hope we're going to run some things to get him matched up on the opposing center and just let him go to work, foul those, foul their front court out. Because um, if we can have him driving on opposing fives, I think he's going to be really successful with that. Yeah, and I also wonder about having like – like he was the three, like having right. two other big guys clogging the lane, you know, Wendell and Bagley standing in the lane when Grayson's trying to get into it. Yeah, um, yeah kind of, I think against better defenses, that might be an issue. They're going to sag off and kind of basically dare him to come into the paint. And they're yeah. going to have seven footers to stop it. Yeah. yeah. But that's where maybe, you know, if Filipowski showed a little bit of the floor spacing ability. Lively supposedly can be able to do a little bit of that too. Um, hopefully he's not maybe out there so much with both of them, but if, you, if it is with one, hopefully we're at least getting creative on how we're running sets to get that guy out um, to let, to let Mitchell go down there and do some work. But um, so the guy I was going to highlight um, and not necessarily, like you said, the player of the game, but I thought Jalen Blake's did a great job. Um, especially defensively um just you know he's got a six eight wingspan kind of reminds me like i was talking to you earlier like demarcus nelson was only six two with a basically like a seven foot wingspan mm-hmm. um you know so and he's built you know he's he's, he's got some acreage he's, he's pretty thick so he's low to the ground can can get out and guard kind of and i don't know if this is a bad take but i thought during the game watching him i was reminded of like a a a little bit better or more athletic Tyler Thornton with a little bit more offensive capability, maybe, mm-hmm. uh, especially this year, last year. Um, I don't know if you guys noticed like the shot mechanic last year, like his, his follow through, you know, when they tell you to put your hand in the cookie jar was always like off to the side. Um, and I haven't, you know, he, he made a three last night, uh, had a couple and ones, like he was taking it through contact, mm-hmm. uh, getting fouled, making his free throws like everyone else did. So, um, just, you know, overall, what an improvement from last yeah. year to this year. You know, this summer was incredible for him. So um, hopefully he uh, he earns himself some minutes, and I think his defense will, if if yeah. we're true to that, we want to be a defensive-minded uh, team, I think he will earn his minutes that way. Well, and the ability to finish. To me, that's much more important for him at this stage than the shot because the shot's probably still going to be a little just kind of hit or miss. You know, he might be somewhere around 28 to 33% from three or somewhere, probably around in there. Um, if he can hit an open one every now and then. But his finishing last night, not was he just finishing, but he he looked like he was supposed to finish these. Yeah. Right? Like he's cutting, he's splitting doubles and just like finishing real soft, just like kissing it off the glass. It, Last year, a little bit was the, um, we'll go back to the gold wire, you know, like the fast yeah. break and just hammering it off glass. <laughs> and it doesn't even hit rim. Um, 
that that's what we don't need, you know? And so if right. can come in and he had some really, really tough finishes too. Um, mm-hmm. Some of the ones, the M ones, you know, you get hit, you put it up there. It's a little bit of luck, but he's giving himself a chance, you yeah. know, but the ones where he was just kind of carving somebody up and going right to the rim, it looked like he knew what he was doing. So that's, that's huge. If he can do that, whatever we'd get from three, I'll, you know, I'll just mm-hmm. take that as bonus. Yeah. And I think uh roll, you mentioned like some of Mitchell's dig ins, like, Blake's was getting his hand in a couple yeah. of those oh, yeah, two for sure. And I, I know one he and this one really stood out to me because this was kind of always my thing whenever I turned the ball over. But um, he turned the ball over. I think it was like a pick and roll with Reeves, and he might have like overthrew him. Um, but he got his ass back back down on the other side and and mm-hmm. got a deflection to get our ball get the ball back right. So um, yeah. you you make up for it on the other end. If you make a yeah. mistake, just make up for it on the other end. And that one, I give him a little bit of a pack. He had four turnovers, and we'll talk about that a little bit in just a second. But that one, I give him a little bit of credit because when I was watching it, it looked like he was really trying to reward Reeves because I think mm-hmm. Reeves had just had a block and he was running the floor, and Blake's was calling for it, calling for the screen. Like he wanted to get him the ball. Like, you know, right. I'm, I'm going to get you the ball. You're going to get some points. Um, and maybe not, but it looked like he was trying to reward his guy. Um, so I'll give him a pass on that one. Either way. Um, yeah, Blake's looks good for sure. But, you know, I guess obviously it's the first game and it's a blowout, but, you know, concerns, and these aren't so much concerns, but just tossing it out to you, um, any concern for Roach? Um, obviously he had eight assists, but offensive terms of where he was wanting to be, what spots he was trying to get to, some of the kind of decision-making in terms of like pulling up or trying to get it to the rim, any concern there from you all, or is this just kind of the first game trying to get used to playing alongside Proctor? What do we think? Uh, I mean, I guess it's 50-50. Like, first game, I'll give them that pass, but it's also you're playing, um, I won't say inferior, but you're you're superior to these guys kind of, you know, mentality. Like, I'm not saying you got to be 100% when you shoot in a game that you're playing an outmatched opponent, but some of them just didn't look like, like you almost – was getting blocked or had the ball taken from him, you know? Um, so in that regard, maybe a little bit, but then again, look, it's the first game. This is a, um, you know, it's a marathon, not a sprint. So let's just, let's, let's give him a, a little bit of time. Yeah. I wonder if he's almost a little too worried about being the point guard and getting everybody involved. Cause I, I do think he's best almost when he's really aggressive offensively. Mm-hmm. Now, sometimes that aggression can go awry. And we saw a couple instances of that last night, I think. But uh, I, I was really, I only had a problem with, I think, so he went two of six, I believe. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Um, I had a problem with two of the shots. There were two others that I thought he should have made that they were good shots and he had a good look at it. Mm-hmm. So if he makes those, you know, I think they kind of rimmed out. Then he's yeah. four of six, and we're not too worried about it. So I didn't think he played yeah. a bad game, but he's definitely going to have to hit shots to have value to this team because yeah. there's other guys who are better defenders. You know, there's other guys who have better size. There's other guys who are more proven shooters, even though they're young. But like, um, you know, and and to take if we're taking Proctor off the ball at all, Roach has really got to justify that. Yeah, to my mind, I yeah. know that's crazy to say about a freshman, but you know, sort of given Roach's track record of efficiency, we've seen, you know, a good few weeks stretch there in the tournament. 
Um, so I want to see more out of him and more consistency because otherwise see what you have in Proctor. Yeah. And that, I guess that's a great, that pretty much sums it up to me. It's not so much concerning like of the shot selection. It's mm-hmm. a little concerning of the lack of shots, you know, right. for this to be, we're missing whitehead. We're missing lively. I was kind of thinking like, okay, not, this isn't the first game of the season. So maybe that just will flip for him Monday, but um, this starts kind of your campaign as like being the guy, right? ACC player mm-hmm. of the year, whatever your goal is, kind of like I'm going to come out and be aggressive. And if I go three or 14, then I go three or 14. But like a little bit of that, Moxie, I guess, um, Verve maybe. Um, but, you know, like maybe he was just kind of picking his spots, just trying to, you know, fit in. And he was doing a lot on defense too. So maybe that was just kind of his. Well, focus I mean, he, of, he had eight assists too. So you yeah, got to say, for sure. Maybe he was, you know, Hey, it's these guys first time in here. Right. I played in here. Let's let them get comfortable um, while it's still kind of a, a practice game. Um, so I would say if, if I had a concern level one through 10, it's, it's one, two. Yeah. You know, it's not yeah. very high. None of these concerns at this point are real concerns. It's just to kind of just, it's <laughs> not, good to talk about now to see what trends, you know, like right. what's going to be a pattern, what's going to be like. You know, obviously defensive rebounding wasn't great either last night. Um, Shire talked about it in the post game, but it didn't, it wasn't so much that like we weren't in positions to rebound. We just had more, we were like volleyballing there for like a yeah. lot of it um, for whatever reason. I don't, yeah, you could see him on the sideline, Shire just doing the, the gesture of grab <laughs> the ball, grab, grab the, the ball, ball yeah. you know, and that, yeah, that was the, the biggest issue there. I especially noticed it with, with Proctor, actually, does he have really small hands or something? Because he was batting the ball around when he had multiple. Maybe it's a strength issue because I know he is kind of on the skinnier side. But if he's having issues against this kind of tiny competition, what is it going to be like when we play Florida State? Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, and maybe that doesn't matter as much because he's playing the one or the two. But if your guards can rebound, that's especially at his size, that's a huge plus. Yeah, for sure. And it allows us to leak other guys mm-hmm. on the yep. wings, you know, if we're going to crash. Um, right. Cause then he can start the break and stuff too. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'd love to see Lively just know that one of our guys is good at it and we know he can run the floor. Mm-hmm. Kind of, I hate to say it like a Tyler Zeller, kind of just take off and throw it up ahead to him. Easy dunk. Like yep. to see that a couple of times. Same thing yeah. with Mitchell. Yeah. I think he could get a lot of transition baskets sure. that way too. Yeah, for sure. Especially if Proctor and Rowe, if we're going to be doing those three th- three quarter mm-hmm. court kind of passes to push it up. Um, the only other two things I had, we've already talked about Blake's a little bit regarding the turnovers. Um, Jaden shoot little lost on the defensive side of things there. Um, put it in mildly. You know, yeah. I think he was it, guarding the ref one time, wasn't he? Yeah. He was trying to point <laughs> out switches and other guys were trying to like get him up to speed. They were so like, just not there. It's like, it seemed like he wanted to switch, but that wasn't our plan. And he was just kind of guarding no man's land, which can be all right if you do that purposefully. But he was like right up on, I believe it was Grandison's man. Like he was like two feet from him and like, 15 feet from his guy and it's like you don't need to be that close to help on the drives and he was gesturing wildly to grandison about something but i didn't know what he was trying grandison just ignored him (laughs) as you should (laughs) yeah um yeah it looks like it's going to take him a little bit for the Mm -hmm. game to slow down and honestly at this point he wasn't really hitting shots at ctc missed both of his shots um last night he got the first one blocked didn't he yeah yeah yeah, that's going to be really 
that's going to be the value that he could provide this team. And if you're, if you're struggling to find your shot, I think it might just be a year of just development for him. Obviously not writing him off. Anything can happen. Um, But of everyone that was out there last night that played meaningful minutes, it looked like maybe he's got the most to catch up on. Um, Maybe to put it mildly. I don't know. We kind of skipped over the rotation talk. Well, yeah. Yeah. That's what I was Um, getting to. So this will kind of bring it back in almost like, um, I think he's the 10th guy. And I think that means not many minutes. No. Unless I'm counting wrong. Um, but I see, you know, you know, I don't know the exact order, but I see, you know, Blake's and Young kind of being in that eighth and ninth spot of guys who play, but maybe don't play a ton. Um, and then the top seven are like really solidified to me. Yeah. Yeah, because you're adding two other guys back in, right? So you're looking right. at Roach, Proctor, um, Blakes, Whitehead, Mitchell, Lively, Flip. That's seven right, right there, right? Young, that's eight. So you you start to get out there a little bit. Grand, I didn't mention Grandison. So there's nine guys, which would be pretty much a bigger rotation than we have than we're used to for the most part. Um, yeah. So even so. if Shire goes deeper, I don't really see the spot for shoot this year, and hopefully he's. He's okay with that. Yeah. He'd be a, he can be a great long-term piece. And that's think, the thing. Maybe they can get him just enough, right? Can right. you get just enough to where, like, you know, we, you, that hard week of practice, you know, you get eight minutes tonight or you got seven or eight minutes here or ten minutes there. Um, you you got to – I think that's the one thing that Cade didn't do super well of mm-hmm. – you got to let these guys feel like they're a part of it, you know, like they need to feel like they're a part of it other than just being a practice guy. I think some of the grad transfers might fit that bill a little bit better than a guy coming out of high school. Who's been the guy, you know, I mean, especially in these early games, right? Like, um, you know, I know we're going to play Bellarmine and Delaware and those guys are NCAA tournament teams. But if I said, Hey, you know, we lost to Delaware, but shoot got, 12 minutes and maybe that's what keeps him here as a senior. Maybe I would take that, you know, Yeah. four years down the road. Well, it's like that we mentioned it on some previous pods, but that uh, the team that missed the tournament with K recently, it's like, we didn't play Henry Coleman nearly as much as we could have. Yeah. Um, or Breakfield. or breakfield. And, yeah. And like, what was the point? That team sucked. It's like <laughs> just, just play them. It can't be worse. Yeah. Yeah. Five, five more minutes is all maybe yeah. it would have taken. Like right. I'm not saying that for sure would have prevented a transfer. Either, yeah, from tra- yeah. You know, it's like with Coleman, he had to see that Ben Caro was coming in and, you know, there's a few and that and Mark Williams was returning and he's, he might, maybe he's like, where are the minutes? But yeah. if he's playing like 12 or 13 minutes as a freshman instead of five, Maybe that's enough to make him feel like I've got a chance here. Right. I don't even think he was playing five, was he? I I, I don't know. You know, I was yeah. just making that up. But yeah, uh, like, yeah. um, but when you think about how much Theo John played on that next year's team, it's like, why couldn't Coleman have done that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, obviously this is the exhibition. We got the first real game coming up Monday, play Jacksonville on Monday. And so, uh, you know, not going to do a huge kind of preview of that yet, but I know, Roel, you had talked a little bit about just uh, things to notice were kind of like their pace. And I think they were they at like 170-ish somewhere on Kimpom. Obviously, it's preseason data, but, you know, it's a team that could 
you know, SF Austin was around there somewhere too. They were even mm-hmm. lower than that with a team that was probably better than this one that we have. So I don't know. You thinking that's going to be a little bit of a challenge for us or how do you see that playing out? Yeah, well, they rebound really well. And we already saw that that's maybe a little bit of an area of concern for us. Specifically, the offensive rebound really well. So, you know, we're going to have to secure the defensive boards. The other thing that you mentioned was the pace. I believe they're around 62 possessions a game, which is like, that's down there in like UVA pace. So it's going to be hard to blow them out at that pace. You know, I think it's going to look closer than it really was, even if we play really well, simply because a 20-point win against them will be like a 30-point win against another team. Right, for sure. And the other thing that worries me is their point guard, just great player overall. Um, High assist rate, great three-point shooter. So this will kind of, I think these will be a good test of how different Shire really is. Because we've seen, you know, over the past decade or so that one of our biggest struggles has been containing elite point guards. Um, so that'll be a great test of, you know, I don't know how many pick and rolls they've run run or anything like that, you know, don't have access to that kind of data for this, that type of team, but it'll be a great test to see how well we really are containing the ball on those pick and rolls. Yeah. And if we're really emphasizing def- uh, defensive rebounding, like Shire was saying. Oh, and they're old too. That's the other thing I forgot. Yeah. To yeah. They're definitely going to yeah. be old for sure. So that all that kind of combination always worries me. I do not think they're going to be intimidated. Yeah. Um, and like, maybe you know, Fayetteville state, they come in and you could see they basically folded after we went up like yeah. 10 or 15. They scored know? the first, they scored that yeah. first basket. And then it was right. like within three minutes, it was like 11 to five right. or 17 to five. And it's like, yeah, it's over. It's, mm-hmm. it's just done. Um, yeah. And they had that five on one of like a bank three that was, yep. <laughs> Yeah. And so, yeah, you know, it's going to be a good test to see, um, you know, I mean, 172nd on Kimpom is not a joke, really, you know, coming out, starting from that, that's a team that traditionally gives, gives high majors a lot of, a lot of trouble. Um, you know, I can't remember, you know, cause there's multiple metrics that are like Kimpom, but one of them had him as, you know, it may have been Torvik, it may have been Sagarin or something, but one of them had them as high as 117th. And then somebody else had them like 230. So there is a range there. But if they're more in the 117th realm, that's better than some lower level ACC teams. Yeah. Uh, and it really just speaks to, to I mean, not to, we're not going to do our preview yet, but um, it's the first of what's going to be a pretty challenging schedule this year. Um, you know, playing a lot, a lot of top 50, top 30 um teams in the in the pre not preseason but before a- right. ACC conference gets going so uh you know get healthy Derek Derek we're we gonna need you um and it will be interesting to see I don't think I've heard word yet I think the expectation is probably that Lively's gonna play um so you know that's something to keep an eye out on but uh anyway, my guess this would is, be we get one out of two of the guys Lively yeah. specifically yeah I don't think we get ahead um I'm just yeah. hoping maybe for Kansas but even that's mm-hmm. starting to maybe get threatened a little bit so 
Yeah, we'll see. But either way, we've been at this way too long already. Uh, <laughs> so we'll go ahead and <laughs> nice get 30 out of minute here. Pod. Yeah, if you need more of the exhibition in the hour and a half that we gave you, then you can always <laughs> go read Adam or John's write up on the devilsden.com. Those were great. Um, you know, we're going to get John on, I think, next week to do kind of more of an official season preview with some predictions. Our goal is to get that get that out to you guys before uh, for the Kansas game. But in the meantime, you know, looking forward for John's first actual game um, that's going to count in the record book. So uh, we'll uh, we'll be looking forward to that. So uh, keep the faces strong and the verb high. Go do. Mm-hmm.